This episode is brought to you by your mother. Yo mama's so old, she pre-ordered the Bible. Is uh, this thing on? <clears throat> Ouch. Fuck. All right. Whew. Let's do this. No talk limits. No breaks. Just plain fun, jibber jabber. You are now locking into Riley off the radio. Riley off the radio. Hey guys, it's Riley. Finally, the pilot episode of Riley off the radio is here, and uh, yes, I want to welcome you guys to uh, the very first episode of what's going to be, I hope, a good show. For you guys, and this is going to be the pilot of the first season. I'm planning to have 12 episodes, so make sure to check it out. And uh, this project has been a work in progress for a little over a year, and I'm so happy that I can finally release this and have you guys lock in and hear what I have to say because you know uh, I have a lot of shit to say. <laughs> Now, before we dive into our topic today, let me just give you a rundown of what. Riley off the radio is uh, gonna be so. First off, it's going to have a diverse set of topics. So uh, expect each episode to have different themes. I'm not gonna be like a singular themed podcast where we talk about horror stories only or radio experiences or anything like that. Just like what I've said in the trailer, it's gonna be a diverse uh, set of things that I'm gonna talk about. And I'm also gonna have guests soon. So expect that uh, we will hear great topics from my future guests. I've been reaching out to a couple of people that I know, and uh, I might add in a few segments if I feel like it. So I might do recommendations here and there and a couple of other stuff, but only if it fits the theme of uh, the episode. And this one's also going to be, it's always going to be unfiltered and uncensored. So it's probably best to not listen out loud when kids are around because I don't know if you guys have tried like listening to a podcast as a group because that's is that like a thing because it sounds really weird listening to a podcast as a group it's like what the fuck is that right I might do shout outs but that's usually a radio thing and uh, I want to keep it very different from each other so there are like two Riley flavors you know uh, the radio is chocolate and or no the radio is vanilla And the off-the-radio version of me is chocolate. Two Riley flavors for you guys. That sounds so awkward. Anyway, with that out of the way, it's time for the show. Okay, so let me tell you right off the bat before we dive into today's topic. We all have our own share of uh, ghost stories and supernatural shit. I used to say that I don't believe in these things, but then again, there are a lot of things in life that are unexplained by either science or our common knowledge and our common sense. It cannot be explained by the mere human brain. And I'm not sure if I believe them or not, because I myself haven't seen like a legit ghost, although I have experienced a couple of supernatural stuff in my 26 years of existence, but I'm not sure if I believe in ghosts or not until I get like scientific proof of them occurring because there's a lot of like YouTube videos, ghosts caught on camera or supernatural things 
caught on camera and I'm like, hmm, if these guys are fucking with us, this is probably a money generating front for them. But anyway, with that being said, I think it's good to start this season with something that is unexplained, something creepy and uh, downright hair raising. Now, I know Halloween is a long way from now. I don't even know if Halloween's going to be celebrated or observed this year because, you know, physical distancing and shit. I think for the first episode, it's good to hook you guys with something that I've been thinking about for such a long time, and hence the episode title today, Glitch in the Matrix, My Biggest Unsolved Mysteries. All right? What I'm about to tell you might make you lose it, so uh, you guys better put your shitting pants on, as what Negan says from The Walking Dead. Now, maybe you guys have heard of the phrase, glitch in the matrix. Yes, it's from the movie The Matrix. It's about Neo discovering that there's something wrong with his reality, that he is living in a simulation. That's why he took the red pill for him to know the truth about his reality. This is a definition that I found from a thought catalog. Now, I'll be putting these pieces of information in the show notes so you guys can check it out for yourselves or if you want to go on a rabbit hole of what a fucking glitch in a matrix is, be free to do so, all right? So, according to Thought Catalog, glitch in the matrix stories are first-hand accounts of some small but puzzling occurrence that has no logical explanation. Now, the name comes from the matrix where a glitch drew someone's attention to the fact that they were in a simulation. Now, in the Glitch in the Matrix subreddit, on Reddit, duh, it's uh, simply defined as a eyewitness event or events that cannot be explained with critical thinking. Maybe you had a toy that you lost when you were a kid, and then suddenly, for no apparent reason, it just reappears in your new house 25 years later without you even carrying it. It just suddenly appears out of nowhere, like it's under the couch, or you just find it on your bed, or a glass of water appearing out of nowhere. Maybe you brought your glass into your room, and then when you went out and went to the kitchen to get some food, and then you saw that same fucking glass on the tabletop. So that's a glitch in the matrix, something that's really unexplained. How the fuck did this happen, right? Now, this is not a ghost occurrence. I think, at least I think it's not or a poltergeist phenomenon because, again, these experiences don't necessarily always involve a ghost or something paranormal. I've only ever experienced two glitches in the Matrix so far. I've only told very few people about them except for my friends who were with me in uh, in one experience of mine. It's... how do I say? It's... yeah, it's traumatic in a way. It's unexplained, definitely. This one is just really mind-blowing. It fucked with my brain when it happened, and it still fucks with me to this day. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to tell you guys about. And since it's a bit traumatic for my friends, uh, the first story will have them with fake names, all right? And don't worry, I asked permission, so uh, if in case you guys are going to throw some weird shit at me, don't come at me with that shit, all right? This is my podcast, and I ask permission. Anyway, this first story happened, like, happened about 10 years ago. I I was with four friends. We were filming a music video. Uh, It was a random project that we just wanted to do because, you know, why the fuck not? I was a MassCom student. Some of them were aspiring musicians, and some of them were aspiring artists as well. So uh, we scouted all over the city until we found a location in uh, Gisad, 
in Baguio, it's uh, where... Um, what's the famous landmark from Gisad? Oh, it's Easter College, Easter Weaving. That's where you can find uh, those places. So somewhere in Gisad, uh, we went to this subdivision-ish place. We didn't know what we were going to expect, but we just uh, wanted a location where we can shoot the goddamn music video, right? So we were looking around and... Uh, we were even resigned to the fact that probably we're not going to find a house here that looks pretty. Uh, we're probably just going to find some place, some random patch of forest, and let's just make that work. And then as we were looking around, there was this house that was being constructed, and um, we wanted to shoot near that place. So we went there, and this old woman was uh, like, she was in her mid-50s, and she looked really cheerful. She saw us like shooting the music video and she was asking about it like, what is that? What are, what are you guys doing? Uh, and then she was curious as to how this music video was going to play out. And we, were, we told her about it that we were doing this just for fun. You know, at first we were afraid that we were kind of trespassing on her property. But then she politely offered to use one of her rooms in her uh, constructed house. It's not yet finished, but you know, at least there's a place for us to film that thing. Yeah, so we went to her house and shot a couple of scenes, but only a few scenes in the house because we didn't need a lot there. So we had like a scene in one room where she was in, my friend was in a tub. Uh, let's call her Cat. Uh, she was in a tub and uh, she was trying to be uh, Haley Williams of some sort, you know, she was trying to do that. And so that's it. We only shot that specific scene there, although we took some time because we were amateurs. And uh, yeah, that was it. And the woman was like really happy that she was able to help. We wanted to give her a copy of the music video once we were done with it because, you know, just a simple thank you to immortalize her almost finished house. So after that, we shot, we left and shot other scenes in Burnham Park and we went to other places as well. And then we were good. So we edited the music video and... Uh, just a disclaimer, after we left the place in Gisad, there was no trace of anything weird, all right? There was no, like, a supernatural feeling, weird vibes, or negative energy of some shit. It did not happen there when we were leaving the place. Everything was normal, super normal. You would not think anything about it. So days, a weeks passed. Uh, we finished the music video. It was around uh, summer, so we decided to go back to the place because we wanted to offer her like some pizza and uh, the music video itself like a, a mini premiere of the music video that was not even that good to begin with <laughs> so we went there and um, we knew where that fucking house was our landmark was the house itself it was unfinished we went to the area and for some fucking reason the house was gone like it wasn't even there in the first place. There were no traces of like posts or cement or any kind of part of a house that's being built, like a wall and even, uh, you know, you know how when, when they make houses, they, they dig holes for the foundation. Uh, there's not even a foundation anywhere. Like, fuck. We were so creeped out. We knew that this was where we shot the music video. Everything was there. The Even the grassy and woody part outside the house was there. And it's like, not there. We were all freaked out. We were just shaking. Everyone was losing their shit. 
I was unable to speak because we were the ones who directly talked to the owner. It's like, are we being punked or something? Or are we experiencing something really weird? Did we dream that whole thing? Were we all really high and went to another place and thought that this was just a place? But it turns out it's not. that's not the case because A, we were all sober. B, we were all aware of where we wanted to go because we went there to that place to look for something that doesn't resemble the woody patches of John Hay and uh, other parks here in, in Baguio. So we wanted to ask around, or we should have asked around, but there was a fear in us. What if they would say, oh, there's no house there. There never was a house there. That would really fuck us up. But in hindsight, we should have asked. We could have gotten some answers about that disappearing house. We decided to not talk about it because it's weird, you know? That never happens. You go to a house and then suddenly it's gone. We let it pass for like a couple of weeks. And um, my other friend who uh, helped me edit the video, Joel, he was like, you know what, guys? We have to check if what we all saw was fake or not. If we were all like dreaming about it or hallucinating about it, we have to find out if that's not true. And so after debating with ourselves, fighting with ourselves, we all decided like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's see if this house is still there. Let's see if what we just experienced was not real. Because we wanted the house to be there so bad. I don't know. For some reason, we had the energy to come back. We had the balls. We grew the balls to be brave people. Uh, most of us that time, especially Kat, she was scared. Like, shit, I'm not going to do that. But if you guys are there, okay, all right, let's do it. So we went back to the same exact fucking place and when we were climbing like the hill going to that area, the house was there. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I was shaking, holy shit. I couldn't even express myself that time, but all of, all of us were like feeling really cold sweats. We had like really hard time trying to compose ourselves. And get this, the house was finished by the time, almost finished by that time. When we were shooting, it was like all the walls were like gray and concrete, you know. This time, parts of it were painted already and the gate was already finished. But we chickened out. We didn't have the guts to ask her. Your house was gone, ma'am. We don't know what happened to you or are you a fucking witch or something. But how was that even possible? You come back to the place, it's gone, and then you decide to check for yourself if it was really gone, and then you come back again, it's not. What could possibly explain that phenomenon? That's the first glitch in the matrix that I've ever experienced with those friends of mine. And until now, it's an unresolved mystery. We didn't dare go back, and we rarely even talk about it anymore. It's not something that we want to open up again because it's like a collective trauma that we will all carry until the day we die. So, fuck that shit. My second story is, again, I've only ever experienced two glitches in the Matrix. The first one was like the most traumatizing, because I, I didn't experience it by myself. A lot of people were with me. We were like a group. Uh, the, the second one was just me. I have someone else's memory. I'm not sure if this could be classified as a glitch in the Matrix because 
in my memory, I was a kid. You know how kids sometimes are very creative, and that's why they have imaginary friends. Although I didn't have imaginary friends for that matter, but that's besides the point. This memory of mine, I remember clearly. I was with my aunt, and um, we were going to a relative's place in like a, a small community. I remember all the details, like getting out of the jeep, uh, the smell of the place, uh, the aura, how it looked like, uh, the people that were around that time, the busy area. After we got out of the jeep, that's it, basically blank. You know, I don't remember anything else beyond that memory. So, how old was I? I think I was like seven years old, probably, or five, seven, five to seven years old within that range. The only catch here is that this exact memory happened to my cousin and not me. And to make things even odder, I, I wasn't even born during this trip or this event because I asked my aunt about it. She was like, no, that wasn't you. That was your cousin. You weren't even born yet. And I was like, what? Now, when I remember this, when I asked her about this, I think I was in high school. I was probably 15 or 14. I couldn't trust myself. I was like, hmm, are you sure? But if I did dream about it, why would I dream about someone else's memory? Why would I remember all the details about it, like getting out of the Jeep, the smell, you know, the typical province smell? Why would I get all those details if I didn't even experience them in the first place. I'm pretty sure my cousin never told me about it because we're not even that close and we rarely see each other. And he's like nine, 10 years older than me. How can I possibly get that memory if no one else told me about it? Because I, I would get it if I was a kid and then my aunt would tell me, oh, we went to this place and I was with your cousin and stuff. And if something cool happened there, you know, as a kid, if you loved the story so much, you get the tendency to adopt that or adapt that as your own memory as well. You know, it's as if you're there. But then I wasn't even born that time. When I asked, I was already 15. And I'm also sure as hell that I never dreamt of this. I'm absolutely sure. But thinking about it again now, maybe there are there were ev events that led up to me finding out about the story. But as I recall, there was no exact time that they told me about them going to this community, to, to our relatives, you know. Whew, that's a lot. So those are two of the biggest mysteries that, until now, I haven't even gotten answers to. So for possible explanations, I have no idea, guys. Especially for the second one, I have no fucking idea. But for the first one, although there's one possible explanation for the disappearing house. We all know that Albert Einstein uh, proposed a few theories on quantum physics and uh, the space-time continuum, you know? I remember reading about this certain theory that he had that time moves in a circle. This is from cosmology.com. This phenomenon or this, this theory is defined as uh, Einstein's uh, field equations predict a universe which curves back upon itself. 
such that anyone traveling in a wide enough circle across the cosmos would return to the point at which they began their journey. Although the present may lead to the future, the future leads to the past. So let me explain this in simpler terms. Imagine a circle and imagine three dots along the sides of the circle revolving around it, making a revolution around the shape, okay? So those three dots are the past, the present, and the future. So they each have their own pace. They have their own lives like, oh yeah, he, he uh, it's really fun going around this fucking circle. I love it. As their paces differ, there's a point in time where they would catch up to each other. And when those three dots meet at a certain point at the same time, that's kind of like when it triggers a tear in reality, therefore making this glitch in the matrix. This is not an official explanation, all right? This is just my own interpretation of time moving in a circle to explain that specific glitch that we experience. Maybe that house disappearing was not supernatural at all. That house disappearing was just a rip in time that we just so happened to stumble upon that area that also intersected within the movement of the past, present, and future. Maybe that was a past where there was no house yet. Or maybe that was the future where the house was gone, probably 25 years from now, or where the house was demolished and there was no traces of it. I feel like this is a good way to explain it to myself and to my friends. That's like the most logical theory that could apply to how we stumbled upon an empty lot when in fact the house was supposed to be there. And, you know, after, after the past, the present, and the future meet at the same point in the circle, at the, same po- at the same time, it passes again. They do another revolution, so they probably wouldn't meet each other again for another couple of years. So when we went back, the house was, was there again. So that's probably after that rip in time happened. As with the duration, I'm not sure if what laws of physics would dictate that, but... You know, this is the the closest that I could get to an explanation how the house disappeared. Because, like, a ghost cannot do that. God damn it. Are you that powerful of a ghost to make an entire fucking house disappear? Holy mother of dicks. That is something really trippy. But, again, I'm 100% sure that this is not a paranormal experience. Instead, it's... A rip in time, you know. I believe in science. I believe in what science can do to explain or debunk these things. And um, side note, if you look at the glitch in the Matrix subreddit, there are a lot of stories about places disappearing and then reappearing again. So I'm not the only one, or we're not the only ones who went through this phenomenon, you know. Other people from the States and other countries as well, they have stories in that same uh, subreddit about a house disappearing or like a wall suddenly disappearing or some some places in the map completely blimped out. Judging by those stories, it means that we're not alone. Glitches in the matrix happen all over the world. Now as for the memory thing, well, I guess it would just always stay that way. An unsolved mystery. Let's get back to a chipper mood, people. That might have freaked the fuck out of you. Now, if you have any questions about the episode 
or answers or, or theories or anything else that you would like to ask me about, you can drop them off at anchor.fm slash Riley off the radio. And if not, my DMs on my Facebook page, David Riley, are always open or Twitter or Instagram where I'm always making my presence felt. That's the show, people. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode where it's going to be about hobbies and when they go a bit too far. Thanks for sticking through the end of Riley Off the Radio episode one. And until then, well, I'll catch y'all later, assholes.